You're listening to the Out of Range Podcast with Tony Franklin, powered by Bold TV. I'm ready. You're ready. Now, let's get out of range. We are here with New York native Shannon Sellens. Uh, scratch that, dude. She's from Missouri and Kansas, so back off. My way up. All right. We have the Missouri native Shannon Sellens. Uh, big day today for Shannon, plus 374 after the uh, third round of qualifying, first squad on the third day. Uh, Shannon, talk to us a little bit about what you saw out there, your keys to success. Wow. What did I see today? I saw uh, the same similar shape that I saw the first day, so that played in my favor. Uh, I was afraid they were going to be a little bit tighter. They weren't as tight as I expected them to be. Um, I was able to stay with the same ball choices I made the first day uh, and stay pretty straight through the fronts and just get the ball to the pocket and keep it in play. Sounds awesome. Well, I know we had a conversation earlier in the week, and you say that you really don't practice. (laughs) How in the hell? I would like to go ahead and say that I abide by the same techniques as Shannon. (laughs) I do not practice either, so good for you. Good for you. <laughs> How in the hell could you go and not practice and then come and lead the Queens? Uh, that's a really, really good question, and it seems to be the question of, like, the day. Uh, I don't know. I wish I could tell you, but I don't. Um, I hate bowling league. Uh, I really do. I have bowled league since I was three years old, and my friends ask me, and I can never say no, so I do. Although this year, I did get kicked out of my league my first league so halfway through the season I am no longer a league bowler uh, let's talk about that what what how did you get kicked out of your league well apparently when you make a Yelp review of the shortcomings of the bowling center but you put it on Facebook the owners don't like it very much so they so they kicked me out of the league and banned me from all of their centers and then the next week, apparently, miraculously, everything that I noted was fixed oh. and was amazing for all the other league bowlers. So everybody in my old league, you're welcome Got for it getting fixed. everything fixed. Well, uh, I didn't help uh, but hear a rumor earlier this week that you had like a rib or some sort of a joint out of place in your back. Uh, what, what's going on with that? I did. Uh, the first day, I don't know. I uh, I did a little workout earlier in the in the day before I bowled, and um, much of this may of a lot of people. And uh, I felt like I just needed something popped. And uh, Sean tried twice to pop my back, and it didn't work. And it slowly got worse throughout the first two games. I mean, I went 100 over the first two games, so I wasn't really sad about it, but I was in a lot of pain. And uh, finally took some crazy ibuprofen thing that my doctor gave me and uh, it felt better towards the end but I was still hurting and I uh, got adjusted the next day before I bolt by Dr. Beach and he cracked me about 17 times and uh, miraculously it felt a lot better. So is it is it just simply the fact that you feel comfortable in this bowling center because I think previous the Queens here you bowled well in qualifying and, and had a good run in the tournament so I mean it could be comfortability factor with North Rock too. Absolutely obviously being in college here I was in this bowling center a lot uh, but even four years ago when the tour came back uh, I did make the show in the building it was nice um, just it is comfortable you know it's almost like bowling in Kansas City I, I know it I know the people um, I know the layout I know the lanes so it, it, everything kind of came together. So how are you going to attack the top 64 obviously pins drop new tournament it's basically double elimination. What's your game plan moving forward? Strike more than the other person. Strike. <laughs> Easier like said than done, Your right? three-game t- total has to be higher than the other there, person's yes, three-game total, yes. and you move on. I was, no, I was no math major, Hold but here. Hold I do know. 
let's go back to this rib thing out of place. Oh, God. Brent Bauer is making announcements right now. Consummate professional. Always anyway, running for mayor. Always running for mayor. Do you think that your rib being out of place could be attributed to your rental car? <laughs> I've seen this thing. It is literally as small as a smart car. You're a pretty tall it, uh, female. I yeah. mean, are you, like, hugging the steering wheel when you're driving that thing? I mean, I try really hard to put the seat back as far as possible, but I'm a frugal person. I like to spend money, but at the same time, I like to save money. I know that's really hard to comprehend. So when you start the car, do you just go to the back of it and like turn it up and wind it up and then jump in really quick? You have to like you know push down on the what is the motorcycle (laughs) to get jump start it. Um, Yeah, it is. It is a little small and it's not as cushy as my as my everyday vehicle. Uh, Which is which is a BMW. Oh, (laughs) only the best. The New York life. You got to play the part when of you course, when you dude. when you're uh, getting people to buy houses. Ninety nine problems, but my car ain't one. So. <laughs> All right, last question though. Last question. Okay. So you're done. It's about noon here, local time. Oh, yes. You've got a lot of time left before tomorrow's squad. 10, 10 a.m. start tomorrow morning. What is the game plan for the rest of the day for you? Okay, let me think. Ten a.m. start, which means I need to be asleep by midnight one. I got about three hours to drink. Solid hours to drink. Some that, does, time. that does loosen up the swing a little bit. <laughs> I do like some adult beverages. Tito's is my game, my, my game wow. plan. Tito's, Tito's. So okay. I think that's going to be uh, first and foremost. We're gonna we're gonna throw down some adult so beverages. Can I ask this question? And Tony and Derek hate me for asking this question. Do you have a favorite chip that you like to eat? What is your a favorite fav- chip? Chip. Yes. I do actually. Could you tell me what that is? Well, I am a Kansas City girl. No matter where I live. So I do love me a barbecue chip. So the baked ruffles. Barbecue. Barbecue baked ruffles. All right. Those are those are money. Do you think choice. that's a terrible question to ask someone I with their like favorite? I like it. It's different. It's different. Um, you already answered my question. I was going to ask what what your beverage of choice was. <laughs> Tito's all the way. So Tito's, Tito's and ruffles plugged. is a good day yes, for you. Okay. Yes. All right. And throw in right. a Snickers bar because in college I used to have a Snickers and a bag of chips at like every practice. And the girls would look at me like I was nuts. God forbid we don't want you to get hangry out there. No, no, yeah, no, that's not, you don't need you don't need to see hangry. Shannon. Okay, Shannon Sellens, <laughs> hashtag hangry. <laughs> Welcome to the Outer Range Podcast, Episode 6. So let me get this straight. Shannon Sellens got kicked out of the bowling center for good. Is that is that what I heard? Yeah, I think uh, she actually got kicked out of the league, and then I think they determined that her review <laughs> was going to kick her out of the center as well. <laughs> if you invite Shannon Sellens over for something, you better make sure your stuff is in tip-top condition. Otherwise, she, she might fry you. She's going to keep it real. She will keeps it real. All right. Well, uh, episode six, uh, you guys are definitely going to want to hang on there today. We've got Dasha Kovalova coming up after our piece here. She is going to talk all about growing up in Moscow, her love of tea, the Red Square, how she considers the claw machine where you get stuffed animals out of gambling. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) oh my God, I love that. I'm telling you what, this girl is too sweet for her own good. But starting with uh, today's topic, or the main topic I want to talk about today, because it is the end of the school year, and my daughter brought in her yearbook. She's a finishing up sixth grade, so this is kind of the first year where they really get yearbooks and get into signing them. So 
Matt, what do you remember most about the end of the year yearbook signing? What do you recall getting people? Uh, what did people write in your yearbook? So yeah, I guess I'd have to start from the perspective of you always bump into the people who want you to sign yearbooks that you've never talked to before. Yes. And it's like, wait a minute. You, I think you've said two words to me, but you want me to sign your yearbook or you want to sign my yearbook. So it's always like, and it's and let's just go ahead and say it. I mean, it's it's the hot girls that never would have like said anything to me anyways. They're like, you're so funny. Have a great summer, you know, and I'm like, uh, all right, sure. I get I guess I'll have a great summer because you're talking to me all of a sudden. But <laughs> yeah, it, it was always you're so funny for me. Yeah. What about you, Derek? Man, all I can remember, I was a huge nerd back in those days. And the same line as Matt, like I just wanted to talk to the pretty girls and I never knew how to. So I just used the yearbook as the gateway to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a gate. It's a gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, if you got a, if you pulled a phone number on the yearbook, I mean, that was where it was at. Absolutely. Because you know? that's the only way you could contact anybody. You didn't have any other method if they didn't live in your neighborhood, then you had no other method, right, for contacting them. So if you pulled a number on there, boy, it was on. And then so you'd call and she'd I be. Gotta, I got to tell you guys something. I had no game back then because I didn't wear my first pair of jeans till I was a junior in high school. So everything in my yearbook related to my outstanding sportswear. <laughs> really? 100%. So what did you wear to school? Uh, I wore like Adidas track pants, snap pants sweatpants and a lot of sweatshirts okay because i was like you couldn't wear i mean i remember you couldn't wear shorts at all to school nope nope and that's funny has that changed i mean i, I my daughter tori she wears she, you know she doesn't wear leggings or jeans i mean she wears shorts every day so yeah. i don't know when that changed maybe in middle school or elementary you could but man it's so let me let me, let me jump into something we're talking about shorts right i mean Tell me jean shorts were the coolest thing ever back in the day, right? The but do you see a pair do you see a pair of jean shorts on guys anymore? I, it's not a thing anymore, I don't think. Whammo. If you guys I mean, dude, summertime, is? summertime in high school and middle school, it was all about the jean shorts, dude. The jorts. The yeah, jorts. So, I think Jean Co. and uh, Lee Pipes have gone out of business since then. Uh, I think we might even be a little bit before you, Derek, maybe some like, uh, Pepe or bugle boy or guess or, you know, whatever, dude, let's get, let's get real crazy. Did you have the Oshkosh Pagosh? No, dude. No, dude. I didn't have, I wasn't a baby. It, it was all about the Jordash and don't even, Jordash. Get, I mean, Tony's don't taking even, it back one more step. He's got oh, the man. Lee, Lee and the Jordash. The girls in the Jordash. <laughs> yes, sir. Circa uh, 1987. Oh, if not a little bit before that, yeah. So um, with the yearbook, it was definitely all about have a great summer. Uh, you're, I always got you're a really weird guy, but have a great summer. So <laughs> that's followed me around. I mean, I could produce these yearbooks right now if I had to. I even showed Tori. I was like, yeah, they thought I was weird. And she said, well, I agree with them. So did you guys, when all the girls signed your yearbooks, did they always put a heart around their name too? Sometimes. Sometimes. Did you ever but, get uh, the, did you ever get the middle finger from like uh, your buddy or something? Like when they take the book and then they draw the middle finger and be like, sup, great, have a great summer, man. And it's just the middle finger. I'm like, I didn't even see him put that on there, dude. 
a disaster. And then maybe they do that like over your picture in there. Yeah, so I was just going to ask you, did you guys, when you had your books, did they have built-in autograph pages, or did they just sign their picture? I think it was there, a combination of both, right? For, for me, there was no built-in autograph. I mean, there were, the last page was blank, uh, but there was no other, like, designated five pages. for. So for us, it was, for us, it was you could buy autograph pages and then stick them inside the back of your yearbook. There was peelable... Um, sticky area where you could peel that away and then just stick it in your yearbook. But I also had yearbooks where there were no autograph pages and you just, I mean, you had to find the real estate somewhere, you know? So Tony, you, you totally strike me as the guy that when you find your picture and somebody asks you to sign their yearbook that you just sign the entire page. So nobody else could sign that page. Is that true? Yeah, I'm a jerk (laughs) jerk for sure. So the really the thing that struck me about our generation today is, man, they're lazy. Like even the sixth grade crew, lazy. And I don't know what grade they really start being. I mean, it's no doubt that kids today are lazy. But Tori said, no, nah, man, we just sign it HAGS. And then you put your name on it. HAGS? HAGS. What's have that? A, have a great summer. Have a great summer. Oh, my God. I would have never even guessed that. I know. She, she told me, no, we put HAGS in there. I'm like, what the hell is HAGS? Great summer. I was like, man, that's lazy. I said, do you do that, Tori? She said, no, I'm not. I I don't like the the acronym thingy, so I don't do that. But then she showed me her yearbook, and it's just hags all over that thing. (laughs) Hags. All right. Like Merle Haggard. Something like that. All right. All right. Well, uh, I also heard from uh, Coffee Black, uh, our Frisco Tropics teammate, Paul Henderson, he uh, is a frequent listener of the Outer Range podcast. Thanks, Paul. What's up, Coffee Black? I know you're out there. Just a massive shout out. Big <laughs> shout out. So he took offense to the backing in situation. He feels that backing in is definitely the way to go. So a couple episodes ago, we talked about pet peeves. So he's still stuck on that. And we had a deep uh, text exchange just talking about backing in he's like oh no no you got to back in you get a lot better turn radius he got all technical with me i'm like paul it's not about that man it's just people are trying to be cool to park their trucks no 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 it's it's the turn radius he goes i used to be a valet and man those big cars we could get so much better angles and put it in tighter spaces if you back it in and i was like what are you talking about what do you guys think first of all coffee black paul you don't have to get all technical on us, dude. I mean, that's crazy stuff. He totally strikes me as a guy who would totally back. It doesn't surprise me with Henderson. I look at him, and when you when you said backing in your vehicle, I was like, dude, he's most definitely a backer in her for sure. Um, I'm I was I'll be honest, I was surprised. Paul's kind of a just whatever, go with the flow. He's Paul's a minimalist, right? Minimalist. He doesn't need all that, but uh, it it appears that he has got some experience in the genre. And uh, uses the back end method, which again is complete trash. I don't want anybody to think that I'm signing up for it. It's complete You're trash. trash. You're trash if you back in your car. Well, Tony, I think in your specific instance, when you were describing the story, is it was the diagonal parking. It wasn't even the straight on parking. So yeah, why would you? I don't understand the back end to the diagonal parking. Maybe on the square parking, like you're at an event, like a Cowboys game or something like that. But man, I, I don't get it either. It, it doesn't suit my fancy at all no it's it's unnecessary but once you've once you've bought into it once you're a back inner then 
you know, whether it's a diagonal or straight on or somebody's front yard, you're going back in everywhere. <laughs> the love, only time, the only time you will ever catch McFadden backing into a parking spot is the obligatory diagonal back in where, you know, look, dude, let's call a spade a spade. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. So I've been known to go down the wrong aisle. Uh, and obviously puts you in a hell of a situation from the, from the get, from the jump. Right. But, and I, and I blow past that spot and I'm like, eh, hold on just a second. I'm going to back right in here. That's about the only time you'll ever catch me backing in. So I like, I like how you added like the whole ergonomic, like you're tired after work. So people get lazy and don't look, yeah. I like to put all that in there. Like there's studies around that. I, I just, man, I don't understand it. You know, you guys both work in a um, manufacturing environment, at least Matt, you work in a much more uh, manufacturing environment where maybe that that comes into play. Do you, you know, never, a lot of I've never heard that ever. I've yeah. been through so many orientations for interns and new hires. I have never once heard that at our company from human resources. Never have heard it at all. Interesting. All right. Well, Thanks, Coffee Black, for that, uh, but I'm still not going to back in, and you're trash for backing in. Anyway, next Hags, up. Hags, Hags, Coffee Black. Hags, brother, Hags. Uh, Dihar, you got anything you want to talk about? You've you've piqued my interest with a topic I know you want to share yeah. with us. So uh, over the weekend, I was perusing through social media, and I happened to see a tweet from a guy that I follow uh, in golf, and he threw a scenario out there, and I, I need to get your guys' take on this. So you have five 20-foot putts on a flat green with no slope, all equal distance, 20 feet. You have to make one out of five, and you win $1 billion. That's B, billion. If you miss all five, you go to jail for a year. Are you signing up for that bet? Tony, I'd like to go ahead. I'd like to go ahead and field this one really quick. Um, Are we talking golden tea, Derek? No, Matt, we're not talking golden tea. We're talking real golf. Real golf. Well, as you guys know, I'm the absolute worst putter of all time, but I am a gambler. I've been known to play the claw (laughs) claw machines numerous times. So uh, I'm going to give it a run because let's be 100% honest, dude. Is being in jail that bad these days? You get three squares, a toilet, and you get to shower up. Dude, I'm all good, dude. I'm probably going to take a rip at it. Shut up. You don't know what jail's like, do you? That's right. No, I mean, I'm just saying. I've watched, you don't know that uh, you get three I've squares? Watched, I've watched biographies. I've heard things. So you're but going- for a chance at a b- b- billion dollars, I'm going to take my chances, dude. And I'll get out on early parole for good behavior. <laughs> Matt, have you ever seen the movie Blood In, Blood Out? I have not. Okay, well, that's that's probably more maximum penitentiary prison type stuff than jail. So I don't know what kind of jail you're going to be going to. If it's, you know, <laughs> club med, club fed. Uh, or... How about Goodfellas? Jail for Goodfellas when they yeah. when they get to, like, cook all their food in, the, in, in their little room and stuff. Yeah, for gangsters, maybe it's not so bad. Yeah, yeah. Give me the red. Give me the white. Now we can eat. Tone, what's your take on it? 100% out. 100% out. Oh, really? I don't I don't need jail. I don't need a year worth of jail time. That seems it builds character, ludicrous. Tony. I'm sure I need some character building, but the clock's ticking for me right now. So, All right, so. D-Hart, what what do you what do you think? 
Well, before I answer, so I, I was really intrigued by this question. So I started asking, I retweeted it first of all, and then I started asking a bunch of people around me, even people that don't play golf, and I related it to something that they feel that they're pretty good at. So I think the three of us are all decent golfers to where if we had five putts from 20 feet away straight in, we could all make one. So I, I started getting the question like, yeah, no, it's easy. I'm taking the putts. And I'm like, well, yeah, if you go to jail in Wichita County, that's way different than like Chicago or L.A. or Wait Brooklyn. a minute. Uh, Wichita County? Sorry. Wichita Correctional Facility. Or Sedgwick County. Sure, whatever you want. Sorry, I had to go. I had to go green on you there. I apologize. God, green. That, that sounds green a lot like green. green right that there. was see. That's what I feel like. That's what we're missing with green. Sometimes is he's going to call you out if you spell something wrong, <laughs> punctuate it improperly, or say something stupid like that. He just can't let it go. The damn grammar police doesn't belong on this show. Well, it's not just grammar police, right? He's going to correct you on anything he might know that you might say just a little bit wrong. True story. Like if you go to the bank. It's not a bank. It's a credit union, guys. Come yeah, on. and then he's going to try and give you a hug afterwards after he corrects you. And he's like, dude, get out of my face, bro. It's, a, it's all right, bro. Bring it in. Bring it in. I'm just playing. <laughs> no, you ain't. You ain't just playing. So anyway, uh, to answer your question, Matt, I am with Tony. I am not taking that because jail scares the living piss out of me. Dude, Derek, have you seen yourself play the walk? Have you seen yourself on the green? I'm pretty sure you'd probably make four out of five. So here, I'll be honest. Why are you? Why? Are, I mean, I need you to show some confidence here and get the billion dollars and get the hell out. So a couple, a couple of things, Matt. First of all, I would almost rather prefer slope in a putt versus the straight in, because there is no correction. If it's off offline, it's done. Well, at least you know right when you hit it if you make it or not. Not necessarily. Dude, uh, scared money, scared money don't make money, D. Hart. Okay. So you all, you also don't go to jail, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So let me flip the script on you guys a little bit. So I had this conversation with a buddy at work. We're all bowlers here. If you got a couple of shots to be warmed up and loose and you went to a random lane, let's just say a lane at the Peterson, could you strike one out of five shots for a billion dollars or go to jail if you miss? Now, uh, I'm going to go Peterson? At the Peterson, no, no chance, dude. Well, so here's no the chance. Story. It's completely. I'd rather make. I'd rather putt, and I'm terrible at putting. Yeah, and I'm not a bad bowler. I'm not. So, I mean, I'm out on that. I'm not talking about the putting anymore. Would you, Tony? Would your answer be different if you had to bowl on a lane that's completely random, and strike, one out of five times, or would you rather putt? Okay. Well. well what, random is you you mentioned the Peterson and we both well, bowled the Peterson last year and might have had five strikes in eight games that's what I'm saying so th- random and the Peterson feel like two different things to me how about how about ra- how about post early league breakdown now and no. you don't know you just go to the lane now you walk into a center you've never been to you get warm-up shots on lane one and then you go to lane 10 and you have to strike one out of five could you do it in you're in? in. In. Peterson out. Random yeah, Peterson, I, in America. I agree. Peterson in. out. If we're at at uh, Starlight Lanes in McPherson, Kansas, I don't even wherever. I'm in. I'm gonna take. I mean, of course, if I make the if I'm doing the putt thing, I'm definitely gonna do the bowling thing. So add another year onto my uh onto my sentence. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm going. Hey, you know I'm going. I'm going runaway Brooklyn. Don't roll the five. Adjust, flat 10, flat 10, flat 10, stuff 9. 
and no. I'm going to jail. No, we're yeah. doing this pot. We're doing this podcast next year, and we're like, man, where's Matt? Be like, no, nah, he's still got nineteen. <laughs> he's still got nineteen months left on both those two sentences. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you accept a collect call from <laughs> Matt McFadden? Please say yes to accept call. Matt, I guess the more appropriate bet with you would be planking the ten. Oh, I'm in on that, dude. I would rather. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if everybody knows what planking is, but it's clipping the ten only off of a full rack. Okay. I would rather go. I would rather do that than try and throw a strike. Well, interesting. Always, always been like that. Ask anybody from college all the way through. I'll, uh, I'll battle anyone on plankage. I don't care who they are. Bring on the best. Okay. Make a, I don't care. Walter Ray. I'll go. I'll go plank challenge with him, dude. Okay, last question though. So I have a lot of buddies who played basketball in high school and in college. Do you think this this bet could be attributed to a three point shot? Have you guys looked at like make percentages across the NBA? Like I think the average is around twenty percent. Yeah. Be a five. I think it's more of a. I I think it's more of a free throw. Not a chance. Free throws no, are easy. So yeah. you're basically telling me that on on a Going into a bowling center after three warm-up shots and going to a random lane, your twenty percent strike percentage. No, I'm talking about a three-point a three-pointer in basketball. No, but you just said that the average of a, of the league is twenty percent in three-pointers, correct? Matt, Matt, he's giving you perspective, okay? Yes, just perspective. Don't think so deep. God, I wish Green was here to chew your ass up. All right. <laughs> okay, so ask your question, D Hart. I'm just saying, do you, you guys feel like that's yeah. a no, I, and I guess with your perspective, I'm giving you feedback and saying, no, I don't agree with that percentage. I don't think it's, it's comparable. So you think so, it's less shots in bowling? Say that again? You think that they should get less shots to throw a strike in bowling because you think the percentage— I think it's easier to strike than it is to make a three-pointer. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you, you're, that's, you're my, that's my that's where I'm getting to. That's my opinion. I think out of a 20 foot putt, a strike on a random bowling lane, and a three point shot, the easiest is striking. For you. I, well, not necessarily. Uh, you said you'd I, yeah, I guess for me, but that's what we're asking, right? What is it for you guys? Sure, we're just trying to come up with some things that are comparable, and I think a three point shot is comparable. Because not everybody's a bowler, and not everybody's a golfer. So I tried to equate it to you know, something in their field. Like I had a couple of girls that work with me that played volleyball. Do you think you could return a serve from a professional volleyball player in play if they hit five serves at you? If Karch Karai is serving a shot on the beach at me, there's no way I get five, maybe one out of five. In play? In play. Well, that's all you have to do. Then you win. I said maybe, D-Hart. Well, Jeannie would return four out of five, no doubt. Right so now, she's, no oh, warm-ups. She's digging. Yeah. She might hit all five out of she'll, she'll hit one off of her off her thumb, but so she'll hit four out of five. When I read this, it's like it, it's very interest, interesting perspective to me because uh, jail is obviously a huge fear for me. And I think I'm a, a above average putter. Uh, and I'm still thinking about it to this day. Like, what would I do if that scenario was offered to me? It's all fine and dandy to your last shot. That's right. Think that you think there's not some squeezing of the buttocks on that last one? <laughs> All right, that's a good topic, D Hart. I like it. So, uh, before we get down to the Dasha Kovalova interview, let's talk a little bit about 
Josh's stats. So through five tournaments, so we are five tournaments into the PWBA season. They've got 11 left on the docket this week. They are in California uh, for the uh, Sonoma Open. Yeah, the Sonoma Open, but it's in, uh, is it Roner Park? Oh, it is in Double Decker Lanes in yeah, Roner. Roner Park, California, So, uh, which is in the Sonoma Valley from what I understand. So cool stuff there. Uh, I guess I would just uh, go hit all the wineries and see you guys back at the lanes later. But from a statistics <laughs> standpoint, our girl Dasha is now in the lead of all the good stuff. So she's our big earnings, thanks to her 20000 last week. Uh, she's at 24000 and some change. She's got 37,000 points. She's cashed in uh, all of the tournaments so far. So uh, really, really good stuff. Or actually, four out of five, I, I stand corrected. But she's leading that with everyone else. So uh, I think the really interesting piece is that uh, there hasn't been anyone through five events that has made the show twice. So who's going to be the first person to make two shows? Shannon O'Keefe is a defending champion this week at Roner Park. Wait a minute. One. Yeah, you're right. I'm just – Interesting. I guess I did not know that stat. That's a very interesting stat, Tony. Yeah, I thought yeah. so too. Uh, let's not forget that generally in Sonoma, the lanes are absolutely brutal. The scoring pace has been lower the last couple of years. so Absolutely brutal. I think uh, I'm just going to go with the heavy favor. I think Shannon O'Keefe is going to be the one. Her or Danielle McEwen. Okay, okay. And I believe uh, Verity Crawley had uh, got second place last year. So we'll see. These uh, Team Singapore is still in play. Uh, All right, guys. Uh, I'm going Caroline Lagrange. Uh, okay. Well, that would be her first show, though. She hasn't made a show, Matt. I'm not going Caroline Lagrange, guys. <laughs> there we go. I love it when Matt pays attention, but I know that we have a little wager on that, so we'll just kind of see how all that goes. D Hart, have I paid you yet for the bet? Uh, you have not. Okay. I accept Venmo and or PayPal and or cash. Yeah, I probably need to do that. I will get right on that. Has Matt paid yet? Uh, of course not. Of course not. You'll no, wait, 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 dude. Why is that always? Why is it always like, uh, like I'm poor or homeless or something? Dude? No, of course no, not. Of course it's not. No, it's, it's that you're worthless. I'm gonna take offense to it, dude. You should I? I hope I want you to. I want you, you to. You should like pay I that man pay, his money. I act like I don't pay my debts. No, you talk about paying him. Now, the best part is, is when I owe Matt money, he's like sending me texts, emails, phone calls, just making sure I've got that $6 to square up with him from dinner tonight. Oh, my God. I mean, listen, dude, I'm not trying to, as always, dude, not trying to air out any dirty laundry on the podcast. These people don't really <laughs> want to hear this, dude. And I'm not trying to drag them through miles and miles of sludge. I'm not going to do it, dude. I'm not going to do it. So I'm not going to respond to that comment. You'll have your $20 cash and or Venmo before the weekend is out. Well, good, because I'm going to hook the tow rope up and keep dragging you through. <laughs> All right. Next up is the great Dasha Kovalova. All right, out of range fans, as promised, joining us today is the new Queens champion, Dasha Kovalova. Welcome to the show, Dasha. Hi, how are you guys doing? Hope you're all doing great. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. All right. <laughs> None of us are doing quite as well as Dasha is, though. Oh. 
Yeah, so, uh, I guess you can say that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I haven't won a Queens or a high pot or anything in the last few weeks, so I'm not doing very good at all. Monday. But Monday, that's right. Uh, so, you know, before we get uh, down to talking about your dominating performance, and yes, it was a dominating performance in the Queens, uh, we do need to find out a little bit more about Dasha the person. So when I first met you mm-hmm. and uh, saw you for the first time, your name was spelled Daria. Yep. But then people started calling you Dasha, and then uh, now it's spelled Dasha. So what is the deal there? What is your name? Well, my name, my passport name is Daria. That's the name I was born under. But my parents, my family, and, you know, friends are calling me Dasha because it's kind of a friendlier version of it. Because usually somebody says Daria, it means that, you know, I, I messed up and I'm going to get uh, into timeout. So Dasha is a... Is a happy place. Daria is not a happy place. Uh, Where so does that translation come from? Is that a is that a Ukrainian translation or like as far as what you just what you just were talking about? Like, yeah, I, it is like in Russia they have a longer names and have a shorter version of names. So kind of like Joshua and Josh or Alex and Alexander. It's a similar deal. It's kind of like a nickname. Yeah, it's just like okay. my name. So I'm Anthony when my mom is mad at me, and I'm Tony at all other times. There you go. Yes. <laughs> all right. Derek, when your mom's mad at you, is it Derek or is it Derek? No, it's Derek Scott. There's a middle name added Ooh, to it. Oh, no, okay. there's middle name. Derek Scott. All right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so, Dasha, you are from the Ukraine. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So, I sure am. What, so what's your first language? Is it Ukrainian or Russian? Well, I grew up in the Russian district, so my first language is Russian. Uh, my second language is English. I can read in Ukrainian, and I can understand Ukrainian, but I can't speak in it. It's kind of interesting. That is so there, very interesting. So there must be a, a big enough difference. Is the alphabet the same, or is it different, too? It's similar-ish. There are a couple of random letters that are not um, similar to Russian, but... I don't know how that happened, to be honest. I think it's because I moved to Moscow when I was six, so I didn't really get to learn the full Ukrainian. And my parents talked in Russian around me, so I just kind of got it, that one, as my first language. So how long did you live in Russia? I mean, I'm I, sorry, in Moscow, in Moscow. I lived in Moscow until from when I was like six until I was 17, and then I flew to States, and now I'm here. Uh, all right. Yeah. So now, uh, I guess that kind of takes care of the uh, the Ukraine question I had. But what's, Sorry. Uh, that's all right. Um, I definitely know how big Moscow is. But the city that you grew up in Ukraine, was that a, a bigger city or a smaller city? It's like a middle, you know, population city. It was called Dnipropetrovsk. Um I don't know if you guys want to try to pronounce it. Everybody, when they read my... New Papa Trosk. There you go. That was good. Thank you very much. I mean, you guys want to give it a shot, or did I just make you look absolutely terrible? No, you won that one. Yep. Check mark for Matt. I think, I think you, you win this one, yeah. Matt's minoring Thank in the <laughs> Absolutely it's... flattered right now. <laughs> it's just uh, like a city in Ukraine, like a little bit. I would say west of Kiev, the capital, 
but uh, don't quote me on that. My geography uh, wasn't really good. And um, they, the main thing of that city is they build rockets. So wow. that's kind of cool. All right. Like <laughs> you better watch out. So rockets, <laughs> rockets that uh, fly into outer space, those types? I don't know. It's a top secret it's Ooh, for you to decide. Oh, my goodness. This has gotten interesting. Uh-oh, I'm getting all politically. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Hey, that's all right. Let's just hope it's the rockets that fly into you in, into outer space. That's right. Sure. So, Dasha, uh, you, start, you started in Ukraine, then you moved to Moscow. You've got to travel a lot of the USA. What is one restaurant or a type of food that you love eating here that you can't eat at home? Oh, boy. I need to think. I think I really like um, my favorite restaurant is McAllister's. Okay. They don't have McAllister's in Russia or Ukraine. So. And, uh, oh, go ahead. I just like it because it has really good sweet tea. Okay. Oh God, that's exactly where I was going next. I was like, please tell me you love sweet tea. I love tea. You know, you can ask everybody, what does Dasha drink? And they're like, tea. Is it hot outside? Yes, I'm still drinking tea. Is it cold? Yes, I'm still drinking tea. I love tea. So, so let's let's expound here because in the United States, I'm from the South, and sweet tea is a really big thing. And when I first came to Kansas, they never had sweet tea. So, in the Ukraine, and when you spent time in Moscow, did they have like sweet tea? Is sweet tea a thing? I mean, from that perspective, eh, not really. It's more like a thing in America, I think. We just drink hot tea with, uh, you know, like uh, just just hot, plain hot tea, no sugar, no milk, just tea. So is there flavors in those teas that you can get overseas? And is there a particular flavor that you enjoy? I really like Earl Grey or English breakfast. Venti Earl Grey from Starbucks. If anybody ever has any ideas of bringing me tea, just letting you know. <laughs> I'm writing this down as we speak. Yes, it will, be, it will be a test in the end. Which kind of tea do I like? And uh, I also like lavender tea and vanilla tea. My God, I'm learning so much about tea right now. You're welcome. I guess so, not. Derek, there's no chance you've ever had Earl Grey tea. Tony, I'm fairly certain you probably have because you're very sophisticated. <laughs> I hate tea, though. I like chai tea. That's my only kind that I like. Yeah, the only tea that I... Uh, that I... Uh, work with is black tea when I have sunburn. <laughs> oh, okay. Earl Grey is a black tea, so. Oh, yeah, perfect. Derek. I'll try that next. There you go. It's really good. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Would recommend. I mean, Matt drinks sweet tea. He doesn't drink any other tea. So, I mean, is sweet tea really a tea? Yeah, I mean, look, dude, let's just be honest. There is no other tea but sweet tea. If we Excuse really want to talk a little bit more about tea. What did you just say? I only know. I only know sweet tea. That's it. I can't work in this. Dasha, Dasha. Next, I'd like I'd like to expand tea game. So maybe me, you, and Derek, we go get some Earl Grey tea. Maybe you show us a few things about that. Maybe we get our tea game going a little bit. I mean, if you would take me out, sure. Okay, okay. There you go. done. Let's do it. Schedule. <laughs> so, uh, so Dasha, tell us what brought you to uh, Wichita State. Uh, bowling. 
bowling. Is that your, your main reason for coming to the U.S. or the only reason? How did you find Wichita State? Well, um, so when I started bowling in Russia, it wasn't really big, but a guy named Brig Benoit, I'm pretty sure you guys know him. He's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, he would come with Sara Vargas to our bowling alley where I started bowling, and he would give, like, give out some lessons on how to uh, expand your bowling game. So we maintained a pretty good relationship with him over the years. And then about one year from me graduating high school, he messaged us. He's like, hey, you guys want to go come to United States to practice with me? And we said, sure, because we're, you know, my mom always, my mom and dad always pushed me to be better. And we came there and he was like, hey, what are you doing after high school? And I said, I have no idea because I want to bowl, but bowling in Russia is pretty hard. So he kind of arranged a quick meeting with Coach L and Coach V, uh, Coach Lewis and Coach Vatican. And then he drove me from Topeka to Wichita. It was really hot, I remember, because I was really sweaty <laughs> when I was driving. It was terrible. And then when uh, we arrived there, they kind of took a quick look at me. I got her like three times. I couldn't hit my target. I was sweaty, nervous, anxious. And then they looked at me they're like, you're in. And I thought to myself, wow, you guys are crazy. But hey, it all worked out in the end. So what do you think they saw in you? Uh, I don't know. Don't be too humble. You don't have to be humble. It's just us. They probably saw that I could gutter really well. <laughs> <laughs> like, dang, we really need that kid. She got her so good. Look at her go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's not what Coach Vatican and Coach and Lewis a great thought. sense of humor. Yes, there you go. And my bangs, definitely right. my bangs. Oh, you were rocking some good bangs back then. <laughs> I'm really ashamed, but yes. <laughs> that's all right. Hey, Tony, do you know what a mullet is? I had that too when I was 12. <laughs> So, so did Tony when he was like 12 to 22. So don't worry about it. It's all good. Same twinning. Look at that. <laughs> I possibly had it a little bit too long, but Jeannie liked it. <laughs> My mom liked it too. So it's Jeannie okay. liked the curls. So I had to keep it, man. <laughs> Matt, Matt, did you throw some gutters when you tried out for Wichita State? Uh, let's see. You know, Derek, uh, I probably threw my fair share of uh, gutter balls. As opposed to now, I was pretty good at playing the gutter. So I'm I'm gonna say you know what? I'm gonna say no, no gutters. I, the only chance I had of making the team was make my spares and keep it in play. So my ball really didn't bend enough to to, to see the gutter. So mine neither. That's why it went there. So <laughs> I wanna ask a I wanna ask a question. Some of the you know, I wanna bounce back to Russian bowling and, and we were talking and Ukrainian bowling. We were talking a little bit about before you called in, I really don't know any bowlers, professional or anything from Russia or the Ukraine or any of the other countries. Um, it, it's and you stated this already. It's really not a big thing. Is it still not a big thing, or is it something that's growing over there? It is growing definitely, especially with like um, some of our girls from like other countries, like from Daria Bayek from Poland and. Diana from Latvia, like, getting in here and bowling professionally on tour. I feel like they, they definitely inspire more and more girls to kind of try themselves into a different, uh, you know, competition, like, kind of like the tour. 
there is a Ukrainian tour in, in Ukraine. And then in Russia, there is also something similar where you travel around in different cities and bowl for money. And um, I know that another girl from Russia, Maria Bulanova, she went to Vanderbilt. So there is definitely more and more girls. You know, I have friends back home. I know it's weird, but I do have friends. And uh, I talk to them and they are talking more and more about like, oh, maybe we can go to States and bowl collegiately. And then, you know ball in a women's store so it's definitely growing because of a lot of people who paved the way for the younger generations to to so what was what was the reaction what was the reaction back home whenever you won the queens oh they freaked Um, out yeah i mean like is it so i know jazzy tan and some of the other bowlers from singapore it's their job right and they're Mm -hmm. almost they're almost like celebrities in their country would you relate it to something like that or Explain and talk a little bit about what the reaction was back home whenever you won the Queens on television. Well, I know that some of my friends and my parents stayed up until 5 a.m. in Russia. That's when the it was aired in the uh, States, and I know that everybody freaked out. My mom, when she came to work the next day, like all her kids were like, wow, your daughter won the Queens. Good thing we're you are a coach before that because now there will be no spot for you because everybody's going to be like, oh, my God, teach me how to bowl like her. Cause my, my mom was my bowling and is my bowling coach. And she also has a little bowling school in, in Russia. So that was crazy. And my dad, he was talking about like his friends from Ukraine and Russia messaging him and freaking out. He like printed out a big picture of me, put it in the bowling alley. It's really embarrassing. But hey, it's there now. They're proud of you. Yeah, like they're so proud of me, and I don't even know how to feel about it. What do your so, parents do? So your your mom runs a bowling school. What does your father do? He sells pipes, metal pipes. Okay. Like, um, I don't know, for like, built, like when you build something, you need pipes, I guess. I don't know. I'm not too good in it. Yeah, no. you got to have some pipes. Got to have gotta, pipes. Got to have some pipes, you know. So then how exactly did you get started? Obviously, your mom must have had a big influence on that. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad, they were professional athletes in their time. They were like, um, my dad was doing, I don't know how they call it English, but it's when you do five disciplines and then it counts as one. So he would like swim, run, shoot, I don't know, ride a horse and do something else. And like, kind of like triathlon, but like with heptath- five. is that the heptathlon? I think it's the pentathlon. Pentathlon. Yeah. There you go. So yes. if we had a yes. hey guys, if we had a stats guy or somebody behind the window, we could have them look that up. We don't need that guy. We got Derek. He hit it with the pentathlon. It is, is he correct? That's how it's called in Russian. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. And, and that's a a winter event. I. She think... said swimming, Matt. Swimming. No, but no. she also. I don't know. I'm not really familiar with that. So again, don't quote me on that. But I know that he did that when he was younger, and then he was just into swimming just like professionally and then my mom she did a triathlon so she would run and then she would um do the rafting and then she would swim as well and then uh, how good was your mom back then as far as the bowling uh well they didn't know bowling existed back then when they were younger <laughs> and um how i got into bowling is that my parents like to go bowl on like a saturday evening to have fun and I was no fun with them because I couldn't hit I guttered guess what I've been guttering ever since then (laughs) and I was crying 
it was a mess. And then there was a lady, her name was Tatiana Maslova, and she would like walk by us and be like, hey, do you want your daughter to learn how to bowl? And they're like, please, yes, take her. We'll pay you. Please take her away. We're, we're having fun and she's not. And that's how I got into bowling. Pretty good. <laughs> so, you- uh, Dasha, I got a question. Uh, I want to kind of dive away from bowling for a second. So, we're big travel nerds. We like to find out, you know, what people are like, what different country cultures are like. So, if we had a day to spend in Moscow, since you spent most of your adolescent years there, mm-hmm. and you were our tour guide, what would you plan for us to do in that day? We could hang out in my place and play video games. <laughs> <laughs> well i would probably take drink you guys and yeah, drink tea there you go see planned um actually i would probably take you guys to the red square because there is a lot of pretty architecture in there um to look at like the vasilia blujanova uh, church it's really pretty it has like different colored uh, domes on it and then we have a mausoleum with the Lenin in it. And he's, you know, he's a, how do you say it? Not mummified, but like, like mummified. It's, 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 mummified. There you go. Correct. It's his body there. He's laying down. He's dead, but you can look at him and he kind of looks the same. So, Derek, do you know who Lenin is? Yes. Okay. You guys are so smart. <laughs> we had to learn about it. So, Dasha, where would you take us to eat? Um, there is like uh I don't know if it's still open, but there was like uh, a little Russian cuisine restaurant where you could eat. It's kind of like, like McDonald's, but with Russian food instead of, you know, um, cheeseburgers. So we could get borscht, you could get different salads, you could get like mashed potatoes and uh, meat patties, and they were really great. So I would oh, take man. this there. You just hit the you just hit the freaking magic words. You said mashed potatoes. Anything with potatoes, Derek Dehart, you're in. Dude. <laughs> right. Schedule schedule the airplane flight. Wheels up, gear down, mashed potatoes, Russian style. But <laughs> Dasha, I have to ask a question though. Do they have mayo available for condiments there? Because Matt will not eat if there's not mayo available. Yes. Oh, God. So erroneous, erroneous. Derek, I mean, I feel like you push this question on everyone. I so do. So let's just go ahead and push it over the ledge. Dasha, do you eat breakfast sandwiches? Yes. Do you like uh, sausage, egg, and cheese, bacon, egg, and cheese from that person? Do you, would, do you put mayonnaise on your breakfast sandwich? No. Good answer. No, no, no. Not I'm so- would you. I'm sorry. Would you, would you. I never thought about it. I'm not really a big mayo fan. Okay, sorry. No, if no apologies. It's a nope. No offense taken. Now Derek is going to probably tell you, uh, <laughs> "Hey, things like, oh, that's awesome. You're super wise." But I think it's probably sixty forty. Yes, at this point. Yeah. I mean, mayo. I know I'm wise, so you don't have to tell me that. Yeah. I, most definitely. Mayo on sandwiches is good. Mayo on breakfast sandwiches very good. Yeah. Yeah. Dasha, you haven't even tried it. Don't turn your nose up at that. You got to try it first. So maybe we have some Earl Grey tea and a nice sausage, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwich with mayo on it. Hmm. Interesting. Sounds delish. Sounds delish. What's a borscht? 
Is it it's like a, a car? It's like a. Is it a car or is that a? That's a Porsche. Borsche. What's a Borsche? It's a beet soup. Beet soup. Yes. It's are really you guys good. fans? Of, are you guys fans of beets? Here we eat beets over Thanksgiving holiday. Not all of us do. You're not a beet fan. I'm out. It's, I Derek, mean, it's, nothing wrong with them, but I'm out. Derek, <laughs> if I would eat beets. Yeah, and there's no chance you've ever eaten a beet in your life. Would you eat a beet with mayo, though? Uh. <laughs> Here's uh, the real well, question. First of all, here's man. the deal. I've never eaten a beet in my life, so I like beets. I like seeing beets. My mom used to thank them. I, I actually kind of like them. Yep. They're they're good for like your blood and heart. So good, very good for you. Derek has hey Derek has a cold heart, so he needs all the help he can get. He needs all the sick beats. Yes, that's it. Sick beats. Oh, he loves sick beats. <laughs> he is a king of the sick beats. Ah, just not the vegetable type. Yeah, for you fans out there, that's B E A T S. Yeah, not not the B E E E E E T S. Although I do like those too. I like them both. I don't, but you can. Now, Nadasha, how strong was your uh, English game when you came to the United States? It was like, meh. It was okay. After first year of college, it expanded, but not in a good way. Oh, <laughs> You learned some colorful words. I learned some nice phrases and metaphors that students use on a daily basis. Are any of those repeatable right now? No. Okay. Did Are you, you sure? Those from Matt. There was, there were some inappropriate ones too, because like I, I went through the men and masculinity study class, so there were some weird words in there. <laughs> so yeah. I have to, I have to tell you, Dasha, I did not know you um, hardly at all. Maybe said a couple of words to you during the Shocker Bowling reunion that we had, and that was when the national championship was at North Rock that mm-hmm. year, and you guys basically came in. Um, to the banquet that night, right after you got done bowling. And that night was pretty cool because it was all different types and generations of shocker bowlers. And the microphone was just kind of an open mic night and we could just kind of pass the mic around and everybody was kind of telling stories. But I have to tell you that I was very impressed that you, I would have never, you would have been the last person that I would have expected to grab the mic and talk and share your experiences and how you've grown since you've been in Wichita and bowled at Wichita State. And I have to commend you on that. I never really got a chance to tell you that, but that was super cool when you got up in front of everyone and basically shared kind of how you've grown from that perspective. Super cool. Well, to be honest, I, at that moment, I regretted it, but hey, it was great, actually. Because I was did so nervous. Job. I was really nervous, but I was like, you know, Coach Allen and Coach V gave so much to me. I have to give them back by telling how much I guttered when they looked at me. So, <laughs> so why yeah. do you say you regret it? Uh, at that moment, I was like, okay, I'm going to grab a mic and go talk in front of the people. And then when I went to the to stand on the podium, I was like, I want to go back. <laughs> how do I go back? <laughs> can't just leave without saying anything because i'm i have a social anxiety i feel pretty awkward in front of people sometimes well you you could not tell that evening i will tell you that and coming from someone and several people on this podcast who don't mind getting in front of a room full of strangers and grabbing a microphone but you did a tremendous job you couldn't tell that 
but it was very genuine. And I think that's one thing that Tony and Derek, I've heard them both say, and I would totally agree with them is I think the great thing about you is your, is that you're very genuine from that side. And I know you guys would agree. We've talked about this. Yep. Yep. You guys talked about me behind my back. (laughs) Ouch. Well, since, since, uh, you are not all knowing when it comes to the out of range podcast, I'd like for you to go back and listen to last week's episode five. What we did was during your championship match, we did uh, like a in the booth commentary the entire match. So all we did was talk about you and uh, the match itself. So it's a great opportunity to kind of see what we said about you. I don't think we said anything bad, did we guys? No, we didn't. Did you like my makeup? Looked great. We were we were Team Dasha all the way. Okay, it's great. I appreciate it. I tried really hard on that makeup. Thank you. All right. So yeah. talk to talk to me a little bit now that we've kind of crossed into bowling, Tony. And I don't know if you had any other questions from from yeah. really from a personal perspective. But I I, yeah. I was go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say let's pause that because the one question I really want to know uh, we we talked about it before her love of art and she's an incredibly gifted artist. Uh, all of her jerseys. Uh, she's on Chameleon Sportswear staff, but all her jerseys are actually art that she drew. And then uh, the Chameleon staff had to figure out how to recreate that uh, for the jersey. Really amazing stuff. So I don't know if this has anything to do with you, what you do for a living, but I do want to know what do you do for a living when you're not working? I'm sorry, when you're not bowling. Well, I work in like a small art store. It's called City Blueprint. So... I'm a sales representative for now because I, besides bowling, I don't really have a lot of work experience because uh, I've been bowling my entire life. So hopefully one day I'm going to do something with my degree, like maybe design jerseys or um, just do something for bowling, but with artistic side of it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it would be really cool if I would, if I could design bowling ball logos, that would be really awesome. Or like, um, some merchandise you got the skills you gotta you gotta find the time to get involved in that you know so hopefully uh maybe a couple of people will hear this you know hear what a great artist you are if they haven't already seen it and reach out to you because you truly are just absolutely fantastic yeah you learn some you learn something new i did not know that about you designing your own jerseys yeah chameleon has probably a lot of headaches because i just give them my rough draft and i was like hey recreate this there you go yeah (laughs) Nothing's easy about those jerseys, for sure. Dasha, I'll have to attest to that. I, I have seen you at league and at tournaments drawing and coloring and stuff. That's pretty ridiculous stuff you got going on there. Very impressive. Thank you. So so let's talk some bowling now. The USBC Queens champion. How does that sound to you? <sighs> A lot of responsibility. <laughs> with, with great honor comes responsibility. Great. Okay, thank you, Uncle Ben. <laughs> oh, Tony, oh, we're ready for that drop. I can Ouch. guarantee that. Ouch. Ouch, town population, you, bro. I'm sorry, was it mean? No, that's just amazing that you dropped Uncle Ben from Spider-Man on him. That's, I was <laughs> well, not prepared that for that. That was the quote. No, with great some power comes great responsibility, right? I love that's it. Right. I love it. That's Please right. don't hate me. Can I still be on staff after we're done? No, no, no. We're going to delete all this out. 
<laughs> no, tell us about it. So what what does it all mean? You know, besides a, a lot of great responsibility, what what uh, what are the next steps with all that responsibility? Whew. Well, um, I think it's just be more aware of what you do when you're on the lanes because now that I won a major event, I feel like maybe people will be more aware of who I am. So I have to be even more careful of how I present myself in front of the crowd and how I interact with people in the bowling alleys because, you know, um, without the fans, there is no tour. So it's really important that well, we'll all maintain a good image and look professional in front of people and be respectful and thankful for all they do for us. So I think that's what responsibilities I have. So you, you, you mentioned the crowd and, you know, I think all of us have bowled at North Rock in some sort of capacity in a professional tournament. Um, you know, the, the, the crowd can be pretty awesome there, especially if you're a Wichita State Shocker. Talk to me a little bit, a bit about some of the feelings that were going through your body whenever you whenever you shot the 300 game, whenever you were bowling well. And I mean, I, I could I wasn't close to your pair because it was pretty hard to get close to your pair at that point at some of those points throughout the tournament because there were so many people watching you bowl. What were you feeling in that time? Honestly, after I shot 300. I completely forgot about it because I was so overwhelmed with the fact that I'm bowling good. <laughs> Especially because last time when I was at Queens, I could barely make it after like two rounds. I would get kicked off. So it's pretty incredible. And with all the people out there and the coaches out there, I, I've had a feeling that was my way to give them thanks back. And maybe it was sort of like um, getting that title that we couldn't capture in 2016. Right. And, and, you know, being a shocker, it was really awesome to see how Coach Vatican and Coach Lewis, and, and I know Holly hasn't really been around a, a long time, but she was involved while you were at Wichita State, watching their emotions with Tanya on the show and Clara on the show, and then obviously you making it, you know, you're the, you're the number one seed. Um, it was awesome to see their reactions. So when you say give back and thanks, I think you definitely did that for them. You could tell with their reactions that that was definitely the case. I know. I made some people cry. <laughs> Have you gone back and watched the show? Yes. I felt really awkward, but I also felt really nervous. I was like, ooh, is she going to win this time? Mm. <laughs> yep. This it was real. Game. It really happened. Tasha, did you, uh, did you do anything special to celebrate your victory? I went to do laundry the next day. Does that count? <laughs> Life continues. Just, yeah, my my bowl rep, Chuck Gardner, he called me the next day. He's like, hey, what's the queen doing? And I was like, I'm in the laundromat doing laundry. <laughs> <laughs> so so I thought one of the cool parts of the match is, is um, when you started showing a little bit of intensity there towards the final frames. Um what what was coursing through your body at that point? I mean, were you nervous? Did you were you did you feel nerves? Um, did you feel comfortable? To be honest, I just don't remember. I think I was so zoned out or zoned in. Which one is correct? Zoned in. There you go. I think I was so focused on actually hitting my target and not messing up that I was I had really like tunnel vision. I couldn't hear anything. I couldn't tell if anything was going on it was just me the lane the ball and the pins that have to fall down 
But then after that last track that I threw when I won, it all came back, and I felt really overwhelmed. And it was weird. Sasha, when, uh, you know, you obviously bowled a ton of games leading up to that television show, and obviously being in the number one position, um, that's a great spot to be in. Was the, Were the lanes different uh, yeah. from during the week to the TV show? Maybe talk a little bit about that. So they definitely were different. I felt like they were a little slicker than main like then uh prior to the tv show because my ball reps drilled me a new bowling ball right before the to- the the tv show and they drilled the same bowling ball i used before the tenacity grit but they drilled it pinned down i guess so that it would react earlier and then just be more continuous in the back and then the approaches were different too i could not slide for the first two warm-ups that I had. I almost fell down on my face during one of them because I just could not slide through the approaches. They cleaned them really good. Yeah, <laughs> I heard him talking about that in the first match, right, is how tacky they were. Yes. All right. We need to talk to Brent about that. If there's any type of uh, ap- approach uh, situations that happen for, this, for the show, we need to table that for another discussion with Brent. <laughs> got to be due to the, all the lights and all the people in there. I mean, confined to that one space, there's just so much humidity, and, and it was kind of warm that week anyway. So uh, I, I think it's just some, something Brent did wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's always Brent's fault. No, I'm not going to say that because he's nice. No, we'll say it for you. He dropped all his, <laughs> he dropped his cross bag on the approach, not on the air blower. Oh, gosh. Must have been, must have been. We should ask him to flip the coin again. Oh, there you go. He's a 50-50 man. He, he'll take heads for, headies for the chetties every time. <laughs> headies for the chetties. Oh All right, God. so you mentioned uh, there is great power and great responsibility at play now. So you're also the money leader on the PWBA Tour, and you're leading the race for the PWBA Player of the Year. What does that sound like to you? Um. I don't know. I didn't really think about it that way until you just mentioned that. So thank you for getting me more anxiety. (laughs) I guess it just means that people will pay attention to me now. So I need to lose some weight. No. No. I'm just just kidding. No. um, I mean, I don't really know. I'm trying not to think about it because if I think about it, um, I'll get to nervous so just 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 gonna do what i did the weeks before and bowl good yeah don't change your strategy you uh the the best response i heard all week was after the question you got asked after you won uh and i believe it was kelly kulik who said hey you you said maybe you didn't feel like you belonged out here and she asked do you feel like you belong out here now and do you remember what you said I, I took a long pause, a look in the eye of probably Coach Isle, and I said, maybe. You said maybe. Mm-hmm. That was the coolest response I've ever heard to a question, anything in regards to that. Why? Because, I, it, like I said, it, it seems really genuine. I, I mean, you know, you're incredibly humble, uh, but maybe now you don't have to be so humble. And maybe no. that's who you are, but I don't know. When you struck on the last shot to win the title, there was no humble in that hoop. <laughs> I was really angry. Yeah. I remember that. I was like, come on, get inside of there. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, thank you. Well, just, uh, you know, 
I would enjoy if he just kept a little bit of both, a little bit of innocence and a little bit of uh, bulldog tenacity. I like that. Look at that tenacity use over there. That's a great one. That's the name of your bowling ball that you won with, right? Tenacity. Yeah. See? Okay. Oh, there you go. Got some grit, got some tenacity. Those are all good words. Well, uh, I think we've made it to the really challenging part of the interview now. Uh, we're going to hand it over to D. Hart for oh, the boy. hot minute. So the hot minute is uh, four rapid-fire questions from our man with the plan. Uh, do your best. There's no oh. score for this, but we are keeping score. What if I and, say something uh, inappropriate? This is a PG-13 show. I don't think you're going to say anything too inappropriate. But if you do, we'll Try. probably leave it in there. <laughs> we're we're going to leave it in there. Oh, That's boy. right. So, Dasha, are you ready for the hot minute? No. All right. That, <laughs> all I heard was yes. I think that was a Russian for yes. No. So, take it away. Well, thanks for the build-up tone. Okay, uh, Dasha, again, four quick questions, completely random. Answer the best as possible. <sighs> First question, if you had to be stuck at one age forever, what age would you choose and why? 21, because it's still kind of young, but then I can drink even though I don't drink, and I can go gamble. All right, well, uh, so if I can ask, what would be your drink of choice? Tea. <laughs> Duh. She said, she said gamble, too. What are you going to gamble yeah. on? Yeah. I like claw machines. The claw machine? Yeah, the is one that, that you take stuffed animals out with. Is that gambling? Is it, it is. You never know if you're going to get it. You know how much money you spend I guess on it. I guess if you're putting in your dollar, it's a gamble if you're going to get something. Yeah. Now, we're no, now we know where Matt's going to be at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> I don't – I'm going to have to call yeah. foul on that. I don't believe we can call the claw machine a gamble. But Tony, we'll, uh, she's the queen. She has power and responsibility. She can say. Do you that. know how much money I spend on the claw machine once? You don't want to know. Please tell us. Please tell us. Oh God, like I think one time when I was really young, I was I really wanted that one Pikachu in there, and I couldn't get it. And I think I spent like five hundred rubles, and that was a lot. And my dad was really upset. He said, "What did you do with it?" And I said. I wanted a Pikachu, and he's like, I could buy it for you for 100 rubles over there. What are you doing? I was like, but that's no fun. That's right. You were gambling. Yeah. All right. All right. Question number two. What city, state, or country do you want to visit that you've never visited before? I want to go to Hawaii. Hawaii. I need a vacation. <laughs> All right. Now that you're I love it. You can make that happen. Yeah, you're in California right now, so you're about as close as you can get on the mainland, so you might as well just head on over there. Well, there's a problem. Flight. You can't drive to Hawaii, and I'm scared of flying. <laughs> you don't like flying? No. I drove to California from Kansas. How about that? Oh, my gosh. All by yourself? Yes. Oh, my God. I like, so I like I like to live a risky life. No, it was really pretty. There was a lot of good mountains in there. Oh, have you man. ever driven? Have you ever driven from Kansas to California before? I mean, have you ever crossed the Rockies before? No. Yeah, that is beautiful. I will give yeah. you that. Yeah. I, I saw a coyote. Nice. All right, Dasha. If you could have dinner with anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh no, not inappropriate. No inappropriate answers. Um, 
uh, what's his name? Van Gogh. Vincent Van Gogh? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Awesome. That would be awesome. For my I think you I think dad. you got him in an art duel. I think you got Van Gogh in an art duel, to be honest with you. No, he's going to cut my ear off. Yeah. <laughs> what, huh? what type of painter was he? He was like an impressionist. Impressionist? Yeah. All right. Don't even pretend like you knew that, Tony. No, that's the only word I could think of. I you know what? You're also an impressionist as well. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing about you, Matt. Yeah, I do bowling impressions. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so last question, the hardest one of them all. And I love music, so prior to a bowling uh, bowling tournament or another event, what song gets you the most pumped up? Uh, it's called Move Your Body by Sia. It's pretty good. All right. As in, recently it's been, you know, uh, whatever it takes by Imagine Dragons, and then the new one came out. It was Nightmare by Halsey. Okay. Oh, I don't think I've heard Nightmare by Halsey yet. Oh. I can hear the pencil scribbling. These guys are act. These guys are music junkies. That's gonna do it for today. And uh, thanks again, Dasha, for coming on board with this really great interview. It's awesome getting to know you a whole lot better. And I know all of our fans and listeners are going to definitely enjoy knowing more about you as well. So let's recap. We need borscht. We need some Earl Grey tea. you got to show Derek and I the love on Earl Grey tea. And then beet mayonnaise. Yes, beet mayonnaise breakfast sandwich. Yes. There you go. Minus the mayonnaise. Derek, eat the mayonnaise. And a claw game is not gambling. And and, and Uncle Ben. And Uncle Ben. Yes. (laughs) That's right. All right. Well, thanks again, Dasha. We appreciate it. Good luck uh, the rest of the way. Good luck this week in uh, Sonoma. And uh, tear them up. We'll be rooting for you. Thank you. Congratulations, Dasha. It was great talking with you today. Thanks, great Dasha. Great talking with you guys. You're nice.